Welcome to Wrestling the Revenue Podcast, where we educate, enlighten, and encourage how we improve our quality of sleep to grow our business and improve your health and wellness. I am Donetta D. Maureen, certified sleep science coach, certified holistic life coach, author, national editor of the Black National Unity News, and a speaker. I am pleased to have my special guest, Dr. Alicia Shelley. Board Certified Internal Medicine, Obesity Medicine Physician, host of the Back on Track, Overcoming Weight Regain, Speaker, Fitness Advocate, and a Health Disparity Advocate. Welcome, Dr. Shelley, and thank you for your time and expertise. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I know I am too. All right, so let's get right to the question. Now, my first one is, why did you decide to focus on obesity medicine? Yeah, it actually wasn't something that I always had my eye on. Um, Although, as a child, I always struggled with my weight um, growing up from middle school, high school, even in college and as an adult. And so in medical school, one of my um, mentors actually did research in obesity medicine. And so um, I was just following her and I just fell in love with it Um, because there's so much. um, We actually looked at how coping and and, uh, coping with stress causes uh, weight gain. And so it just kind of opened that world of obesity medicine. And when I got out of medical school and residency, um, it's the one thing people want to talk about is their weight. <laughs> They'll come in yeah. and they're supposed to be talking about her blood pressure, but they're like, oh, no, <laughs> I need to talk about these 10 pounds. And so I wanted to get more information so that I can be able to share it, not only to help myself, but to help others. So that's kind of how I eventually kind of led into obesity medicine. Oh, my goodness. And that is so true. And that's, you know, the, regardless of what you come there for, did the doctor always say something about your weight? And it's normally about, it's, it's normally that you need to lose. The very seldom you yes. hear, oh, you need to gain weight. <laughs> so, so that's definitely the case. Oh, my goodness. That is wow, true. that's just amazing. Now, the other question I have is, why is it so difficult to overcome weight regain? Mm. You know, it's a, it is definitely harder to overcome weight regain for a couple reasons. Number one, with weight regain, that is when you actually, let's say you want you lose weight and then you gain back the weight. And so when you gain back the weight, it puts you in a totally different mindset where you're kind of like, man, you're kind of down on yourself because, number one, you regain the weight that you just lost. Um, and you're like, oh, I feel horrible. I feel horrible about myself. I feel horrible that I'm in this situation. So the first thing that makes it difficult um, or that's to overcome is your thought about it, your mindset. I always tell people that sometimes you just have to forgive yourself and just keep moving forward. Uh, one person always says moving forward is a pace, is a, is, is a, is a pace. So you just got to keep moving forward. Uh, the second thing is, is that there are many reasons why people gain weight. It's not just the fact that, oh, I'm eating too much or I'm not exercising enough, although that definitely makes a difference. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes people may gain weight after pregnancy. They may gain weight with a medication like steroids. So sometimes people get sick and they've been on chronic steroids for so long, they start to gain weight with it. 
Um, also, sometimes people can have, like, certain birth controls can have you gain weight or even certain, um, um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm, oh, certain, like, antidepressants can cause you to gain weight. So, you know, it's not just the fact that you're eating too much. It's the fact that, um, you know, you've taken medication that's caused you to gain weight. And then also your thyroid. If your thyroid's off track, that, too, can cause you to gain weight. So there's multiple reasons why people gain weight. So that can make it hard to overcome, especially if this is a medication you really need to be on. Oh, my goodness. That really hit home because, and of course, I'm sure age has a lot to do with it, too. Because, like, if yes. just, okay, okay, so so let me answer this. So if by chance someone was a size 8 or 10 practically their whole life and they weighed mm-hmm. 130, is it is it unrealistic to think or or to that you should always be that weight or because you older that extra weight? I don't I don't want to use the word cushion, but more of because you older and your body has changed that you're not going to ever be that one one thirty or or something like that. Well, you know, as we age, um, especially as women, um, we tend our metabolism tends to decrease. So we tend to, over time, gain some extra weight. And it may not be a huge amount of weight. It may be one, two pounds, five pounds here, five pounds there. But over the years, it can really add up where you where you look back and you're like, I used to be 130, but now I'm 150. How did I gain this 20 pounds? Right. Um, so, so definitely your metabolism changes too, which is more physiologic that causes you to gain weight as well. Um, so some, and women see that, especially when they hit menopause. Um, with, when you hit menopause, and every woman is different in how they respond to menopause, but your metabolism decreases. And the where your fat actually gets deposited is not necessarily in your hips like it was when you were younger. It's actually in your midsection. So women start to notice that they have a little bit of a stomach um, that sticks out a little bit more uh, once hitting menopause. Okay, okay. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of that you said um, but when you first shared about a uh, mentally depressed, because I can relate to that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a beast, but you know, it's like, I'm not where I want to be. And so, yeah. and, and I felt that way too. Like I felt depressed. I felt, you know, I felt bad about myself, but something you said, it was so key. And I have to say it again. You said you have to forgive yourself. And yeah. I was just like, Oh my goodness. That is so true. Because I felt like, Oh, I, 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 I felt defeated. Like, you know, I worked mm-hmm. hard. I lost this weight. I don't know what ha- happened. Life ha- happened, and somehow I gained it back. Or over the holidays, I ate more, but I didn't eat that much. Cause I, it was just a couple of days or a week, you know. And then, of course, when, when the season changed, especially during the wintertime, at times people eat more, and they're less active. So a lot of things, but, but I'm glad you said the word were mindful. So that is the key to, to be mindful all the time. It's just not the summertime where people start to seem to lose weight because, you know, um, people can see you more because, you know, that, that you don't have on a cold and the different kind of clothes. And, and But it's all the time. And so it's something to not just for the season I need to lose weight, but you do it for your health. And that's the most important. Uh, that is so true. Um, you brought out a lot of good points there. 
uh, definitely you're right. You know, having a healthy lifestyle, not just because you're trying to lose weight, but you're just trying to be healthy, goes a long way. Um, mm-hmm. With reducing you developing different um, um, medical conditions like high blood pressure, diabetes, all these things sometimes can be um, can be affected by your weight. So the higher your weight is, you're at risk for diabetes. So right. um, that's always something to be aware of. But going back to, like you said, uh, when I mentioned the forgive us, give ourselves, we are our worst critics. We mm-hmm. really, like, people don't tear us down as much as we tear ourselves down. And That's sometimes, true. you know, we just expect us to just, you know, lose like 20 pounds in a month. And when it doesn't happen, we're just like, you know, beating ourselves up. And by having that mindset that this is a lifestyle instead of just a quote unquote diet, um, we actually are give ourselves grace, number one. But then as we start to lose, even if we're losing weight, we're celebrating that weight. We're not just saying, oh, there's just one pound. I've had so many patients that tell me, that I walk in the room, I'm like, hey, you lost five pounds. And they're like, well, I always lose five pounds. Well, that's not the best attitude to have (laughs) because you may actually lose an additional five pounds, you know? But if you're like, yes, I lost five pounds. Yes, I got this. I'm going to keep moving on. I'm going to keep exercising. I'm going to keep watching what I'm eating. You may even lose more than that. So um, so I, I say all that to say is that we can be our worst critics and we have to be able to forgive ourselves, give ourselves grace, and to not beat ourselves up. Yes, thank you for that. That, that, that really meant a lot. So, and I'm sure, I, you know, I'm sure the listener audience will, will really embrace that because it's something that we need to hear. So thank you for sharing that. Yes. Now the next question is, I'm not speaking about me, but <laughs> is, there, is there any way to avoid fitness while trying to lose weight? I know sometimes people don't like fitness. You either love it or hate it. I love fitness. I love, I, I, I like, I know it's not kind of crazy. I like being sore because I know, I, I know that it's working. So for me, I, that I actually love it. But for people who don't like to exercise, do, is that the only way for them to lose, lose weight? So, no, um, there are many people that can't exercise due to either back ailments or even like knee problems, or even if they have like heart failure. Sometimes if they were to move around, they would get short of breath and it makes it hard to move. So definitely diet is going to be key. Uh, usually they say diet is like 80% of weight, of weight loss um, because you really mm. have to watch what you're eating. You really have to be more mindful of the foods that you eat and the type of food too. Um, they've done studies looking at people who've eaten like processed foods, like the foods you get from fast food, the TV dinners, all these different types of foods that are more processed that have a lot more sodium in it and salt in it. And they found that those people, when they're eating such a processed meal, they gradually tend to gain weight. But when those same people switch to an unprocessed meal, something that you cook at home, um, that you're able to regulate a little bit better, um, their weight starts to come down. And as far as, you know, they look, they pull the people to say, hey, did you like, which food did you like better? Like, yes, they like the processed food better, but they still enjoy the unprocessed food. So the food that you cook at home. So the type of food that you cook is extremely important, um, especially if you're not trying to exercise. Now, I've had patients who don't exercise and who have lost weight. The benefit of exercise is that, number one, especially if you're doing some strength training with it, you're toning Mm -hmm. your muscles so that as you're losing that fat, you're not having kind of this extra skin or this flabby. 
um, with it. So it definitely comes in handy. Now, on top of that, it also allows your heart to move better, uh, to beat better, to push the blood out to the rest of the body. It also helps with um, reducing blood pressure and blood sugar too. So it is important to still incorporate exercise if you can. Some people cannot, and that's understandable. But I would definitely incorporate, if you want to lose weight and be able to maintain your weight, you need to have an exercise program or regimen. Yes, and, and I definitely agree because all oh, we said that it doesn't have to be anything heavy exercise. Even if it's walking or dancing or some kind of movement, at least that way that it'll benefit you. So, you know, at times people think, oh, my goodness, you know, it's, it's too much. I'm going to be, be sore, but it'll pay off in the long run. It makes a difference. I have one patient who's lost over 100 pounds, and it took him over a year to do it, but he couldn't, uh, he could only walk because when he was doing too much cardio, he started having more muscle pain. Um, mm. And so for him, all he could do was walk, and he was still, he just, but he was very strict with what he ate. He was very on top of that, but he was able to uh, lose 100 pounds just by, you know, walking and being, you know, constricting his diet. Having small right, portion right. sizes. Mm -hmm. Right. Great. 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 Now the next question I have is: is that is the health disparity based on food choices, environment, and fitness? So you know when we see a lot of health disparities, um, and, and for those that aren't aware, health disparities is where you have a certain uh, race who is disadvantaged or not getting the best health because of multiple factors, um, social factors, uh, educational factors, economic factors. And you see a lot of this in the African-American community where for, for some time, um, we've been very what we call disenfranchised or decreased, like our access to healthcare has been limited. If you look at the history of African-Americans from slavery to now, um, and then on top of that, our, our education of certain health topics um, is decreased, you know? Um, and so we, we definitely, there is a health disparity there. The other thing I want to point out is that in certain African-American communities, um, there's a food desert, meaning that you, it's very difficult to find healthy, like vegetables and fruit. Right. You know, some people, if they live in the suburbs, they can just walk on up to their local grocery and get some nice fruit and go home. But if you live in a place that has a lower, a lower economic, very poor area, you're not going to see grocery stores there. You're going to have access to your corner store, which their vegetables will be limited. They may have more canned food. And then on top of that, if they did, they, the reason why they don't keep vegetables is because people don't buy them. And so it goes to waste and they're wasting money. Um, so if they did have some vegetables, it may be not the best. It may be vegetables that have been sitting there for a long time, so it's not a healthy, healthy thing to eat. And so you do see a lot of food deserts in the poor neighborhoods, and which means that their access to healthy foods is diminished. They're, and and they're, what they do have access to is foods that are highly processed, so which kind of worsens, puts them at risk for more high blood pressure, risk for more diabetes, um, and, and actually, uh, basically premature death because they don't have that access. Mm -hmm. That is true. That That is so true. Now, well, let me ask you this, what, what just came to mind. I don't know 
as far as like like gardening for people who are able to do that. Not saying that's possible, but um, if if it is, is that a is that another solution for someone who might not have access if they had a small garden that someone can can actually do to grow small small vegetables? Yeah, so that would be um, a, a nice solution to that. I know in certain areas, and I've you know I've seen this on television where certain air, inner cities they may have like a community garden where people mm-hmm. will come out and kind of help like weed and, and help water and they can come and get good groceries. Um, I'm not familiar with how, how the access to that or how, how well, you know, how well that is around the US, United States, but I know in certain communities they have that and that definitely gives people other options, uh, better right. options than going to the corner store. Because if you don't have a car, you're limited to where you can walk. And, um, sure. you know, sometimes getting on the bus may not be an option for you. Uh, to go, you know, five to ten miles down the street to get to a grocery store. So, right, and then sure, if you sure. live, yeah, and if you live in rural, like a rural area where you're having to drive 45 minutes to Walmart, um, you know, once a week, you know, you're limited to what Walmart has. So, right, and a lot of times, sure. I live in Georgia, so in our rural parts, they have a lot of Dollar Generals. So instead of like your local Walmart, um, just because, or your grocery store, because it's just so far away. Um, but definitely mm. having a garden is is very helpful. It's very helpful. Oh, okay, great, great. Thank you for listening to Wrestling Revenue Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. Hi, this is Tracy Horton. I'm the new host for Take My Life to Ten Podcast. I'm excited to provide you with actionable content that is going to transform your life and your career. So buckle up and get ready for the ride every Friday at 7 p.m. Be encouraged, be blessed, and be there. Donetta D. Moyne, Wrestling's Revenue Podcast, and we have our special guest, Dr. Shelley. I'm going to continue with the questions, and my next one is, if someone is overweight, does that affect their quality of sleep? Mm. Sure, it can, um, especially if they're overweight and obese. Now, here's how it can affect your, your sleep. If somebody has developed a condition called sleep apnea, and sleep apnea is where when you're sleeping, your oxygen level drops. And it drops to the point where it kind of, it, it doesn't necessarily wake you up all the way where you're wide awake, but your body is subconsciously awake. And when you do, and it does this multiple times at night, so your body can't get a good night's rest. And so in the morning when you wake up, you're like, I feel like I've not slept, even though I've been in bed all, you know, for eight hours. Mm-hmm. And um, and so um, certain obstructive sleep apnea is you, is due to extra weight. And so you can see it in people who are overweight. You can see it in people who are in the obesity category. Um, and, and some symptoms of uh, sleep apnea are going to be symptoms where you're snoring a lot. You wake up not rested, even after you slept for seven or eight hours. 
you wake up with a morning headache, you feel drowsy throughout the day, drowsy to the point where you're like, you know, kind of taking like little small cat naps, you're kind of dozing off. Um, and sometimes your family members may uh, notice that you actually stop breathing. You may be sitting mm. there and then all of a sudden your, your breath stops. Um, so these are signs that you may have sleep apnea and that you need to be tested because um, it can actually lead to um, a lot of different uh, medical comorbidities such as uh, pulmonary hypertension. It can lead to increased high blood pressure. It can even lead to death. So it is important for that to be treated. Now, the one good thing is that with losing weight, that can help reduce somebody's sleep apnea. So it definitely, um, your weight can cause you to have, um, can affect your sleep. Mm, that's great information. As soon as this came to mind, have you ever had a client or have heard where someone have lost weight and then did they have sleep apnea any longer because of that? Oh, yes. Yes. So we see oh. this a lot, especially in somebody who um, loses a, a large amount of weight. And we see this uh, in uh, sleep um, bariatric surgery. So in bariatric surgery, um, that you lose, you can lose up to a hundred and some pounds. And so you see where people who were on the CPAP machine, which is the machine that you use for sleep apnea, they actually are, don't need it anymore. They're able to sleep without it after losing a, a large amount of weight. So I, we definitely see that. Well, that's great to hear. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Because I think it's important for people to know how much, you know, weight can affect your sleep and then just getting healthy from the inside out, starting with your mindset. And so yeah. it, it's just important because it affects the rest of your life. Now, the next question is, what is the one basic tip you can share about getting rest while getting fit. Oh yes. So the one important thing about um, getting fit and getting and getting good rest is that when you do not sleep, um, if you're not getting enough rest, like seven to eight hours of sleep, it actually can be detrimental to your weight loss. And let me tell you how. When you're sleeping less than five hours of sleep, your um, hunger hormone called ghrelin and your leptin hormone, which is the hormone that tells you when you're full, actually your ghrelin hormone will increase and your leptin hormone will decrease. And this will cause you to be more hungry than usual, to be less satisfied when you eat, so that eventually you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry, let me eat. And then all of a sudden you're noticing that your weight increases or it makes it very difficult for you to lose weight because you're not getting enough rest. And so getting at least a good seven to eight hours is extremely important to having a proper weight, um, uh, helping you with losing weight and to maintain your weight. Also, when you exercise, it actually allows you to sleep better. Uh, most people will comment that, hey, I exercise today, I'm sleeping deeper. I'm, you know, I feel like I had a better night's rest because of the exercise. And you don't necessarily have to exercise right before bedtime. You can exercise throughout the day but you still will sleep a little bit, a uh, little bit more. Reason being is that you're, you're tiring out your muscles. <laughs> you're tiring out yes. your body. So your body is ready to sleep. Um, so definitely it's important to get a good night's rest when you're trying to get fit. Oh my goodness. I am so glad you share that because that's so good to hear. I mean, I, I talk about it a lot as far as 
the correlation. And then, you know, it's good to 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 hear it again, especially coming from a doctor. You know, because times um, that when you hear that, and, you know, we, we hear things, but sometimes you have to hear it again and again, or you have to hear from somebody else, and then it might register. So I'm just really grateful for you, and I want to thank you. So once again, thank you for staying with Wrestling's and Revenue Podcast. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Donata D. Boring. I want to share with you my new book, 21 Days to Improve Your Sleep, Hygiene, and Lose Weight. It's a great book that provides guidance, tips, and techniques on how you can become more mindful, gain energy, and become more productive to grow your business. I appreciate you purchasing my book on Amazon, or you can go to my website, Donetta D. Mooring, which is D-O-N-A-T-A-D-M-O-O-R-I-N-G.com. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying with my special guest, Dr. Shelley. Oh, my goodness. You have really, oh, I need to start exercising again because it's, I've seen it, it seems to be a seesaw, but then also for a mindful part of what I eat, too. So, but with that being said, Dr. Shelley, I really, really appreciate you taking your time to share all your valuable hands information with our listening audience. So if you can please share with us how we can contact you and support you. Yes, thank you so much again for having me. It's been such a pleasure to be able to talk to you and the audience today a little bit more about weight loss. You can actually find me on my at my Back on Track Overcoming Weight Regain podcast. You can find it wherever you actually listen to podcasts. But if you don't have Spotify, Apple, or the iHeart, uh, you can also go to my website entitled Dr. Shelley MD, D-R-S-H-E-L-L-Y-M-D.com. And actually, I have my podcast listed there, so you can just uh, listen and binge on all the different podcasts that we talk about. We talk about sleep, we talk about eating, we talk about it all. And so I really, again, appreciate you allowing me to come on and speak to your audience again this this today. No problem. If someone would like to contact me, the best way is donetta10k.com, and that is spelled D-O-N-A-T-A, the number one zero k.com. That's where you'll be able to find my website, all my podcast episodes, services I offer on sleep, health, fitness, and wellness, including all my social media platforms and so much more. Once again, donetta10k.com. Remember, sleep heals. Thank you.